0: This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host. I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness, and this is my friend, Sydney Mikalishan. So awesome to have you back.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: Yeah. Um, First things first, I was reading through doing some more research. Um, Why is it so hard to say your last name?
1: (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. I I think there's a lot of different ways that it could go. I think when you read it, a lot of different ways make sense. So I totally understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Michaela.
1: Mickelshen. Mickelshen. Like sometimes I'm someone's like, how do you say it? And it kind of takes me a second to, cause I've heard it so many different ways now. And I kind of just accept all of them as correct, but they're not. It's Mickelshen. I've almost forgotten yeah. what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you actually, I, I saw an interview and you said, and the question was, What do you want the CrossFit community to know about you? And you said the phonetic spelling of my last name so they can say it right.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's, I think I had it like written out. So it's Mick uh, Lish N, but I think when I wrote it down phonetically, like it could have gone either way. So I need to like change it.
0: (laughs) Well, I, um, I was looking through your Instagram and I'm going to share it real quick here. Uh, it just takes me one quick second. So, you posted this to kind of soak in, um, and hopefully, you can hear the volume on this. Uh, does the, the announcer sit right?
1: No. <laughs> I think, I think it's right. I think someone's asked me this before. I think it's the, I think it's the emphasis. I think he puts the emphasis in the wrong spot. So I think he goes Nick but so like, that's like kind of right. But I think it's, it should be Nick So close enough. I would okay. accept that.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how many times can you listen to that?
1: Oh, I could listen to it. I could listen to it a lot. It was a special moment
0: because up until the 2021 games, you pretty much your whole competitive life was online.
1: It was, it was, that was my, it honestly felt like my, my first time because it it really was the, it really was the first time I got to get my, get my date, my games ticket in person. It was the first time I got that moment so it was it was a really special one it it, even though it is my second trip it really in a lot of ways feels like my first all over again so i think that's pretty cool
0: yeah i do i agree i i wish i had moments like that but um yeah i think that it's cool that you finally are getting those live competitions in and getting the true experience of being what what it's like to be a crossfit athlete
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it's so different. Like you can compete online and and qualify and, and that's its own thing in itself. But I think actually getting to experience it like a full season, getting to go in person, actually qualifying live, it's a completely different thing. And it is just so much fun. It's super special. And yeah, it was a great time.
0: So I have a question for you and please don't take offense to this, but You seem to fly under the radar.
1: Yeah, I do. I do fly under the radar.
0: (laughs) Like you, you had a really awesome um, competition at the Mac, solidly in second place. And I think you were the one, your whole career up to this point has been online. So nobody's seen you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Then at Mac, you have Daniel Brandon and that whole story that's going on. And then you have like the closest finish from four to six ever at like that level of an event. So second yeah. and third didn't get the, the do that you would normally get in an event like that.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I think, you I think you're right. I think there was a lot going on at, at our semi. Um, but I, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't really think about it like that. I think like me and Bailey kind of flew under the radar a little bit. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> totally yeah like because four five and six like i didn't even realize how close it was like at the end of the weekend i like checked and i'm like oh yeah no like that makes sense like that people would do a story on that like it's like one point separating like fourth and seventh or something fourth and six like that's wild and yeah. danielle just she had an incredible back half of that competition like first 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 like close it off with three event wins like that's incredible so um but yeah, I think, um, I definitely feel like I got to showcase myself and, and, um, got a little bit of, got to play around in live competition a bit and it was a good time regardless.
0: Yeah. You and Bailey were so rock solid and steady throughout the week that weekend that there, there wasn't a story of you like having to come back from the first event or, or the close points and the up and down of what those, those athletes went through Uh, You just were rock solid.
1: And I'm okay with that. Boring is sometimes a good, boring is good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: And we say boring, but you had an event win with a phenomenal time, right? Thank you. you. The rope climb event, which was done at every semifinal, you had one of the top times throughout the entire process at what, 343? I think so. Yeah. yeah
1: that um that's that's a that's a fun event for me i love legless rope climbs i just i've been climbing ropes since i was like not joking like probably like two um <laughs> yeah. and yeah like upper body pulling and that's kind of like that's, that's my jam so i was really pumped for that workout and i kind of was just like i'm gonna go out and and rip this thing like i'm gonna send it and see what happens and. Yeah, it was, that was like really, really fun because getting to compete in person is cool. And then getting to win an, win an event in person is even cooler. So that was, that was another really special moment.
0: Yeah. And what, I know the last time we had you on, we talked about your background being gymnastics and volleyball. And I asked you, what did volleyball bring to the table to help you in your CrossFit career? And you were like, well, I don't really know much that it did. And we kind of talked about a little bit, but I think in that rope climb event, the explosiveness to go from the floor up the rope on the initial jump, Mm -hmm. I bet you got a lot of that from the volleyball experience.
1: I think so too. I think definitely the jump, because it was like, if you can jump, then you're taking like a pull or two or a pull and a half away from what you would need. Um, so I definitely think that, and then the gymnastics background of climbing ropes. So those two together, um, I was really excited for that event.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that weekend rock solid. You were you second, sixth, first, 10th, fifth, and fourth. Mm-hmm. So pretty, pretty good. 10th was your lowest finish. It was the Mac mile. I've also seen on your Instagram you've been doing a lot of outdoor running.
1: We've been we've been doing a lot of running, yes.
0: <laughs> um, does that come from, do you look at the Mack Mile as where your one hole was, and it wasn't even that big of a hole, um, and kind of attacking that before you get to the games?
1: Yeah, running has been something that I've been working on um, a lot since – the 2021 games is where I I really found that running is something that I need to work on. And we've been doing a lot of it this year and then coming into that workout, having my lowest finish still be like more of like an endurance event, like a running event um, kind of was just like, yep, still got to work on that, still dialing that in. So we have been putting a lot of emphasis on just run technique and efficiency, and stamina and just like time on my feet since then. Um, so I'm excited to see what, um, how that looks in like three weeks, less than that. Um, but yeah, a lot of emphasis on, on running.
0: So last year you did the whole season in Canada. This year you moved to Boston. What is the difference post semifinal In Boston with Comp Train as opposed to what you were doing last year?
1: That's a good question because I think everything is different. So last year I was week four. So Atlas was week four. And I think I took like maybe three days off and then I started training like full steam ahead right away. There was honestly like because we were also the fourth week, like we didn't have that much time um and i was also training by myself so now having the two to compare like training with people versus not is like an intensity thing so i don't think last year i had as much like purposeful intensity in my training so i was kind of able to just like take three days off and kind of get right back to where i was whereas this year i took a full week off so i got back um I basically did nothing for a full week. I ate whatever I wanted to kind of had a good time. My sister came out to Boston to visit me. So we hung out for a week. It was great. It was almost like a mini vacation. And and then we slowly like started ramping back up. So I took a week off. I took a week to kind of just breathe, did a lot of aerobic work. No intensity at all, like zero, um, just long sweaty stuff. Then the third week was more like, okay, small doses of intensity I was kind of feeling like crap it's really hard to like bring yourself back from that and then by the fourth and fifth week after it was like we're games training so it was like a nice slow progression whereas last year I kind of just was like jumped right back in and I feel like that's really helpful for like longevity and like peaking at the right time you know
0: so we had Amanda on Thursday I think it was yeah And, uh, she talked about you as her training partner and, uh, and all that. She went the week after you. Yeah. So how does being training partners, did you start up before she did? Was it, was that slow, gradual pump up for all of you to kind of get back on the same page? How did that work? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was tough for a while because I started my, so even before we competed, um, we were off schedule because I had to start my taper a week before her. So we did like a mock semis weekend, um, together. And then as soon as that was over, we kind of separated. We, I had my workouts released. So I was solely just training for those events. She still didn't know what her events were. So she was training separately. So we probably trained apart part two weeks before I actually like competed. I competed, she competed. So we're like at a month now and then i was back in the gym she was vacationing so i think we were honestly like off schedule like off like training wise for about six weeks um and then as soon as she got back she trained for a week to kind of like breathe do what i did and then we kind of were able to we were both okay we we're both like all right now we're back on schedule so it was it was hard for a while but it also makes sense because. We were different semifinals. We had different weekends. We had different workouts. Um, I was lucky enough to have my week before because I got her to jump in on a whole bunch of my workouts with me. Um, whereas I wasn't able to return the favor because I couldn't um, I couldn't do that for her. But um, it was super nice. Once we were both done, we were both back and we're like, all right, it's games training. Team is back together. <laughs>
0: So last year you trained alone, as you said. So what was it like watching your training partners participate in semifinals? Were you anxious for them?
1: Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize what it's like to watch. Like I was so fired up the whole time. Like I I loved it. I think it's so cool. Like I've never been on that side. Like I've never had someone to watch before. I watched, it was it was incredible. Like I was literally like on the floor, I had like my head on the table. Like I knew they were all doing fine, but I was just like screaming at the TV, like going nuts. It was fun. It was, it was really cool. It's like, you get to, you get to experience it again when, when someone you care about and someone you work out with every single day is, is doing it. It's, it's cool. I kind of get the, the watching aspect of it now. It's you're invested, even though you're not doing it.
0: Right. 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 Um, it so like the comp train thing has become like a little family.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and it's nice because you kind of left your family, you left your dog um mm-hmm. back in Canada and that you formed another family here in the States is kind of a cool concept.
1: I did. I did. I definitely have a little family here and I we all think we are. It's it's cute. I really I really love the dynamic and we're all competing individually, obviously, but such a team aspect. And we all genuinely care about each other so much and how we do and helping each other that it's, you honestly don't get that everywhere you go.
0: So I saw a post by Chandler saying that he was helping out and he did backflips off of boxes. (laughs) Yeah. Is so is that something you're training for the games?
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Okay. Just, just check if there's
1: a, if there's box overs, um, I'll definitely be, uh, whipping that move out. I got to practice it though.
0: It's the new, you know, they got to come up with something new every year. So it's the burpee back flip box over.
1: Yeah. We're training that. So watch out.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you should, <laughs> you should, <laughs> um, let's talk some fun stuff. Um, I saw you love coffee. Yes. So. W- how do you like your coffee?
1: I just like in the morning. I like hot coffee and with a little bit of almond milk, very almost black, but just a little splash of almond milk. I'm not fancy. I'm not like super coffee snob, but I just really love a simple, like hot coffee, a little bit of almond milk. Um, we've recently, so, um, One of my roommates, uh, her name's Brittany, we've been every Sunday morning, we've been going to this place that's like five minutes down the street, it's called Muffin House. And they have like infused coffee, like flavors. So they like infuse the coffee beans. Um, I don't know how that works, but we've been getting like s'mores coffee or like, there's this one, it was like sticky cinnamon bun, hazelnut. So we've been doing like every Sunday morning, when we wake up, we get right in the car and we go get this coffee. So that's so yeah, what we've been doing. A
0: few months in Boston, you're becoming a bougie coffee drinker.
1: Yeah, 100%. I look forward to this on Sunday every morning. Like as soon as I wake <laughs> up, I like run downstairs and I'm like, Brittany, get in the truck. I'm like, we're going.
0: <laughs> um, And it's funny because I, I did not drink coffee until I went to the Mayhem Classic. And I was so tired because I was volunteering at the event. And they had free, um, at the time, Good Dudes Coffee. Oh, yeah. And and I was like, I need something. So I started drinking it, and I loved it. But then I can't go to, like, Folgers or Maxwell House. It has to be, like... Good coffee. Good beans. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard to go back. I mean, I guess I don't like crappy coffee. No one likes that. But I definitely am not one that's like, oh, I just need my one specific brand, like I'm pretty adventurous, like I'll branch out, but I don't know if I could drink like instant coffee. Now I used to be able to just drink instant coffee before I really knew what the coffee
0: was. Yeah. I go to my in-laws house and they make decaf and I'm like, what's the point? It doesn't taste good. And it gives me no boost.
1: Nothing. It's like irrelevant. I'm the same way.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I'm not like, I'm I'm not a one brand guy either. I Mm. like to try all the different ones. I just want, I want my beans ground at my house. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's it. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty basic.
0: Um, I saw you have, you had shirts made to support your trip to the games. Yeah. And you have a Shopify listed on your uh, Instagram account. I do. And the front says M-I-C-H. Yeah. Is that Mish? Mitch?
1: Uh, So it's Mick. So it's kind of confusing. But so we shortened it. But the also like the reason behind Mick is I've had a lot of like nicknames in my life, I guess. Just like. But the one that like kind of stuck is. So when I played volleyball, there was a whole bunch of girls on um, my volleyball team that were named Sydney. I think the one year or one of the years that I played, there were four Sidneys. So my name was Mick. We just went, it was like, I didn't even know that my name was Sid at that point. Like for two years, it was like, I went by Mick and that's it. So it's kind of cool that we're kind of like bringing it back on the shirt. Cause I kind of forgot that that was, that used to be like my name.
0: Yeah. It was, it's a really cool shirt. And, uh, thank you. I, I, I love, I love when you shorten both and it's Sid Mick.
1: Sid Mick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like out on the floor it's Sid Mick.
1: It should be. Maybe we should just go to go to Mick. But then that's gonna confuse people because it's M-I-C-H. So that might be hard.
0: Yeah. I'm we'll gonna start see. calling you that. We'll see okay. how we'll see how far it goes.
1: Okay, let's start that <laughs> and we'll see if we can catch it on Sidmic I like it.
0: Yeah. It's you know it's kind of the end thing with all the abbreviations, but so what yeah. are you drinking now? Is that just water or is it lemon water?
1: Um, It's just salt. So I ah. have like a little water with salt. And then I put a little um, beam came out with these like hydration pack things. So I think this just has like beetroot in it, which is kind of cool. Okay. Like electrolytes and salt and potassium magnesium. And I think like beetroot. They're really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know like now the salt is the big thing, right? Especially in the hot summer. Um, staying hydrated. Um, I go to Christy O'Connell's gym. Oh, yeah. And she pre- she preaches it like all the time.
1: Salt is like, so needed in our sport. If you're not drinking salt, you gotta get on that.
0: Yeah you also made a post the other day about comfort zone Mm -hmm. that sometimes you have to get outside of your comfort zone to see progress. Yes. And, and then it was like a three tiered thing. It was that plus, even if you're having a bad day, put in the work so that at least you're 1% better than you were yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to kind of talk about that because when when I watched, I was at a lot of the semifinals. I was at three of the semifinals this year. Mm-hmm. The better the athletes that are, are becoming, the smaller the margins between placings. Yeah. Right? Like every half second counts now. It does. You know, the old adage was every second counts. Now it's every half second. Baseball slides are are crucial at the end right foot going across the line is crucial uh, mm-hmm. because that's five, 10, 15 points. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts about that? I know that your, your post wasn't entirely about that, mm-hmm. but, but you are trying to get that like half percent better today.
1: Yeah. Um, I think when you go and compete, and when you see it, like when everyone is good, when there's so many good girls, there's so many, it's harder to get points because the field is so deep. Everyone is a threat. That's kind of like your mindset. So it's so much harder. So a single point here and there at the end of a weekend, that's what gets you on the podium. That's what gets you your game spot. Um, and I think it's really hard to focus like it's so easy to get distracted in a competition to think of i have these six events to do i have to do this like there's so much that goes into qualifying over the weekend that it can almost be overwhelming to like look at it as a whole but if you just think of i just need to get this point i just need to get another point if you just look at it at as points like how can i by the end of the weekend just get as many points as possible because that's the name of the game it's get the most points, you're going to go to the game. So if you look at it and you kind of like dissect it like that, it goes, what gets you a point? Oh, an extra second here. Oh, an extra second there. A quicker transition here. Just focusing on this muscle-up lockout so I get, so it's not a no rep. Like just those really small things that you can focus on in real time. They add up over the course of the weekend. Um, So that's what I think is super important about chasing those 1%. Because over the course of the weekend, those small one percent here, one percent there, then you're like, "Wow, I have enough points. I I qualified for games." But if you look at it as a whole, it's almost overwhelming.
0: And you have to have a mindset that in the moment, you don't get so down on yourself that, because you could lose a lot of points if you if that happens in an event.
1: Oh, you have to be able to
0: push through difficulties to not lose points
1: yes yeah there's so many i can think of so many moments where your mind can get away from you and you can you could go down like the wrong path and instead of losing a couple points you could lose 30 points 40 points and that's way way worse so you just have to like stay focused in the moment like if something's not going your way you kind of just have to tell your brain to like. Be quiet. Like, I know it's super hard, but um, it's like, OK, this isn't going as planned. This is not a. this is not at all how I was expecting this to feel or go. And that happened a lot to me uh, over the course of the weekend where I started something and I was like, this is completely different than what I practiced. I'm not feeling any of the same things that I felt. And it's really easy for me to be like or anyone to be like, I'm going to start freaking out. This is not what's supposed to be happening. But then you just have to think in the moment, like, what can I do right now to get as many points as possible? It's now not changed to, um, like, I'm going to win this event or I'm going to go get 100 points. It's how many points can I get? So if you can just reframe that, you can take kind of a situation that's not going your way and you can change it and turn it into the best possible outcome in that in that moment. That's kind of how I like to look at it.
0: With not having experience in live competitions for so long, it was, did that come to you a little bit slower than you wanted? Or it, did your previous experience in other sports help you there?
1: I think my previous experience helped me. I feel very comfortable in live competition. I really, really like it. Um, I love having my competition next to me. And I think just competing at a higher level in uh, volleyball and then previously in gymnastics, I'm used to being on the floor and having everyone watch, having having a crowd be around, um, having my other competitors be next to me. I think the specifics towards CrossFit is, is something that I'm, I'm working on, like having those real time thoughts in my head. Like that's something that I practice every single day, but I'm lucky because I get the opportunity to practice that every single day. I think if I didn't, um, the weekend that I would have had would have maybe looked a little bit different just in the sense of being able to like talk to myself positively in those moments. But because I get to train with Chandler and Amanda and Cole, like a lot, I think I had a a lot of experience, um, from that aspect of it. My training really helped me because I get to practice that a lot.
0: And I'm assuming that, that, you beat them. Sometimes they beat you sometimes. So you get to folk. you get to practice both being in the lead and chasing somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. When, when we do get the opportunity to like throw down and be like, you guys are going head to head. Like you're competing. Cause you can't do that all the time. But when you get the opportunity to do that, it's cool because yeah, sometimes someone wins a workout, sometimes you lose, like it goes back and forth and you get to practice in real time. Like, what you're telling yourself like how you're getting through that workout like um yeah i definitely think that the way that i trained throughout the year set me up to be able to because i don't have that much in-person experience at all so it's it's something that i was like i wonder how this is going to go like what is like what am i going to tell myself when it truly matters in a workout at a semifinal? like i was kind of like I know what I do in training, so it was it was cool to see that that had a direct effect on live competition for sure.
0: So you grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. Okay. So Canadian geography, I'm I'm not the best at, but that is like way east, correct? Uh,
1: so Canadian uh, geography, I'm not great at either. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're like dead center like we're central canada okay okay yeah okay
0: so you're over like michigan
1: i have no idea Don't all
0: right i just we'll know we are just we're, pass we are right we'll just pass middle. on that okay um how bit so did you grow up in winnipeg yeah what are the differences between it and boston
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So the number one thing that comes to mind because I just was in Boston is the driving. People here are so aggressive. They drive so fast and they're really, really mean. Like (laughs) I don't even know how I survived. I had to drive my sister to the airport and I missed like seven exits. We added like an hour to our time. Like if you miss an exit, you're done. Like, honestly, you're done. Like no one's letting you in. People will destroy you. Like, I thought I signaled, like, going through tunnels, too. Like, we don't have, like, tunnels. They're so scary. I hate driving in tunnels. But I'm, like, driving through them. I think I'm doing, like, the right thing. And then someone's flipping me off, like, five times. And I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm driving correctly. (laughs) Obviously, I wasn't. But the driving, (laughs) hands down. Winnipeg is so chill because I don't even know. But I thought Winnipeg drivers were mean and aggressive, not even on the same planet.
0: Has there been an adjustment from just a? I mean, because Boston's a really big city, and I don't know how big Winnipeg is. I I've never been. Neither
1: do I. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know either. Like I couldn't tell you how many people are there or how big it is, but it's it's small, smaller, a lot smaller Smaller than Boston. Boston. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're we're lucky because we don't actually train in Boston. We're in like. We're like 30 minutes outside, so we don't have to deal with the city stuff on a day to day basis. Like, we only have to, like, we only go into Boston to do like. Things like, you wouldn't do that on a daily basis, like the airports there. There's nice restaurants there. If you want to go to the ocean, you go there. But for day to day purposes, like. We have a really easy, like, 10 minute back road commute to the gym. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, yes. I think Amanda said she didn't even go to downtown Boston for like months when she yeah, got there.
1: I was the same way. I've I've like been here for almost six and I've only been in the city like three three or four times. And three times was the week that my sister was here. So I've only <laughs> been like once voluntarily.
0: Okay. So note to self, don't ask Sid about geography
1: Mm-mm. at all. No, that's not a good area.
0: <laughs> are, are you one of those people that put your GPS on to go everywhere?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so I've like, where we kind of live. So like where I live and where the gym is and where everyone else lives, it's pretty straightforward. But I still get lost going places. <laughs> like I still put my GPS on to go to the track, even though I've been to the track like, <laughs> like hundreds of times i don't know but like yeah we're getting there but yeah direction yeah. and geography is not my strong suit
0: yeah my daughter does the same thing and i live in columbus ohio and it's a, we don't live in the city we kind of live in a suburb but she, everywhere she goes gps
1: <laughs> yeah and i so can really
0: tell you a direction yes
1: yeah, it's hard i'm getting better i'm getting better but yeah, GPS is a game changer.
0: Um, outdoor. So we talked outdoor training. What about odd odd objects? Are you adding those in pegboards, all that stuff? You do you do you enjoy that type of training?
1: I I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I definitely um, spend a lot of time. So this time this time time of year. I do a lot of outdoor fitness, I do a lot of odd object stuff, because that is stuff that I'm just like less comfortable with. Um, so I'm like touching like heavy yokes and D balls, sandbags, sleds, um, that type of stuff is stuff that I do like every single day, which I do. So that type of stuff I'm I'm touching quite a bit of. Um, and working out outdoors too, we're super lucky here, we have a gorgeous track and a field that we can go to and we bring equipment and and stuff so there is there is definitely a, a lot of that going on and and it's awesome because we like show up in the morning and it's super hot and you just get like a lot of good um you can almost simulate the field very very well like it's hard to bite be able to like replicate exactly what the games is going to be like but it's our best best right so it's very sports specific this time of year and you honestly can do anything like We're, we're doing some like biking and swimming and just like the stuff that you don't catch all year round shows up now. So it's a really, it's really fun because you kind of wake up and every day looks different.
0: How's your swimming?
1: It's getting better. (laughs) We'll we'll leave it at that. It's, It's getting better. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the water right now, so. Yes. So
0: you train with one of the best swimmers in CrossFit.
1: I do. How lucky am I, right? Right. I know. Does
0: it's, she coach It's you?
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you saw the episode we did. I was at Wadapalooza when she was coaching like the under the elite level swimmers with Ryan Lochte, who's an Olympic yeah. swimmer. And Ryan Lochte was trying to teach these people how to do it the way he does it. And I'm sitting in the stands going, oh, my gosh, these people are going to die. And Amanda's <laughs> like, well, maybe we need to back that down a little bit. And she was <laughs> so awesome. politically correct. Uh, yeah. So she didn't offend him or anything. But I was howling because um, I, I was a swimmer, too, in college. So I understood what he was trying to say. But, but th- if those people attempted that, they would have drowned. We would have been scooping bodies. Oh
1: Yeah, no, she's phenomenal. So we were at the pool the other day and she was trying to help me like learn how to dolphin kick like under the water and i swear we just were laughing for like 10 minutes (laughs) because she would explain something and then i'd like try it and then i would like go directly to the bottom of the pool and like i'd come up and be like i gotta retry that and yeah no she's so patient and the way she explains things is amazing and i just Yeah, it's it's a good time. We do spend a lot of time laughing at me though, so it's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So last year you got to you got to do the pig.
1: I did. I love that was like one of my favorite events.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and I know you have like one of the pictures from there on your Instagram, I think. And it's a really cool picture. Like you had just got it to like the front rack and you were ready to push it. Yeah.
1: I think I know which one you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um Are you excited to do those types of things like the snail or the Hufusil stone or whatever they call that?
1: Yes. I'm so excited. Like that's stuff that we like, we can try and replicate it in training, but it's truly a test of like who can adapt to it on the fly. Like when it really matters. And I think that that aspect of the games is just so cool. Um, I'm excited. Yeah.
0: So what is, what is the one thing you learned from the games last year that you are taking with you getting ready for this season?
1: The biggest thing that I learned last year is honestly, just how incredibly deep the field is and how focused you have to be all weekend. Like everyone there is a threat. Like no one makes the games by accident. Everyone is there because they earned it. Everyone is there because they're fit. You have to be so focused. You have to be disciplined. You have to be ready to go. Every little thing that you can do um, to like set yourself apart, it matters. So like your nutrition matters, dialing that in your sleep matters um what you're doing between events matter, like every little detail matters because we're all fit it's those like we were talking about before those 1% that when you do get the 40 fittest people together we we're, we're all incredibly fit it's who does the little things right all weekend so that's something that i, I didn't quite understand my first year that I, I really understand now so i'm hoping to take that with me into into this year
0: so last year you were 25th what what's the goal for this year
1: just just to bring just to bring my best self just to i never i never like to set a number i don't i don't like to do that i like to just trust in myself trust in my training my preparation um, and just be better than last year so that's whether that's just personal improvement or just knowing that um, i can maximize my best efforts when it, when it matters, when it counts, I'll walk away happy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so last year you didn't get to finish the weekend. You got, you didn't make the last cut. How much would it mean to you to be able to do the whole weekend?
1: It would mean a lot to me. Yeah. That is, that's where my head's at. That's, that's where my eyes are set. Um, I know what it takes to be in that top 20 group and, And um, that's kind of where my focus and and intent is going. I know that the more tests that I get to do, the more that I get to compete, um, the better I'll do. Um, So I really, really want to set myself up so I have the best opportunity to showcase myself all weekend.
0: If you finish in the top 20, will you buy yourself a bed frame?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of happy on the floor. I don't think it matters. (laughs) potentially yes Yes.
0: (laughs) sorry just had to had to make fun of that a little bit I don't know why people Uh, get
1: bed frames like there's no benefit to it
0: uh when you're as old as I am it's hard to get off the floor
1: (laughs) I guess that makes sense right now I'm kind of liking it it's like sleepover vibes you know just like every day
0: yeah I'm in my 50s so rolling off the bed is just easier now
1: That's fair. There are some mornings where I'm like incredibly sore and it hurts a lot. But aside from that.
0: Yeah. I like, I could not imagine doing Karen and then trying to get up off of a bed that's on the floor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I see that. I see that. I'll, uh, maybe I will get a bed frame.
0: So Wad Zombie jumped in and said, Sydney is a beast.
1: Aw, thank you.
0: Um, So the games we talked last time about how you were going to celebrate after the Mac. And it's funny that your answer was Mac and cheese for the Mac.
1: Yeah, that is funny.
0: Did you, did you get your Mac and cheese?
1: Uh, not immediately after, but when I got back to, when I got back to Boston, I did. So my, my post Mac meal, like that night was chicken and waffles, which was incredible. And then I think the first meal that I had when I got off the plane was mac and cheese. It definitely was. I went to Chick-fil-A immediately. That was like my first stop. Oh, theirs is actually <laughs> was like, really good. It was good. But chicken and waffles was the night, was like the Sunday night. And then I think Monday afternoon when I flew back in, I like literally got in my car and was like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A because their mac and cheese is so good. It is. Yeah
0: the chicken and waffles do you like spicy or just regular
1: i don't know if i've ever had spicy before like what's spicy about it like the chicken so
0: usually it's the syrup
1: oh hmm. i think
0: and i think i would like that thing. we
1: did sweet hmm.
0: yeah so it's a southern thing where they put spice in the syrup so you get that like sweet hot
1: oh that would be good I should try yeah, that next time.
0: That's my favorite chicken and waffle. Is that okay. spicy sauce? Oh cool. Um so the games, are you stepping up your celebration game or is it going to be mac and cheese again?
1: Um I think well, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to have a glass of red wine. I think that might be my first thing that I'm going <laughs> to have after. Yeah want to want to have like a nice glass of red wine with dinner so that'll be the the thing i'm looking forward to after
0: yeah and uh patrick anderson jumped in and said we're making him hungry
1: (laughs) yeah i'm getting hungry too i just had like breakfast too but i'm getting hungry again
0: so we talked last time about your lake and how that is where you go in the summer to just breathe and be with nature and all of that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. And you said you were going to head there right after the games. Yeah. So we didn't get enough time to talk about the lake itself last time. Mm-hmm. Is it like a cabin? Is it a house? Is it populated, not populated?
1: Um. So it's a very small cabin shack like thing on a lake. Um, and it's a very small lake. There's only like six cabins on the whole lake. and um my family has a property like on each one so it's only family like it's very secluded it's cute um so I'm going to go there right after and my grandparents on my mom's side have a cabin uh, my family and my aunt has a cabin and then like a few of my aunts and uncles have a few more cabins around this lake and it's been like that like since I've been born um that we've all kind of just like had a piece of property there so with a very special place. It's very quiet. There's no service. We don't have running water. It's basically like glorified camping. I would put it in a, in a house, in a cabin.
0: And you stay there for like a couple months. If ideally,
1: ideally, like that's usually not the case for me. Like my, my mom and my grandparents will stay out there for like a month, two months. Um, I'm probably going to stay like salt I, I would love to stay like two to three weeks yeah just like and no really, running like, no
0: running water
1: no you just go in the lake and we bring buckets of water up from the lake and then we boil the water and that's how we wash our dishes So it's really cool it's like there's no cell phone service uh, there's no TV there's no running water you're just in nature it is the best place to just like decompress like that's exactly where I want to be um after the game so I'm gonna try and spend like at least two to three weeks out there
0: is there a front porch on the shack cabin
1: um yeah yeah we have like a deck and we have a dog does
0: it overlook the lake
1: it does yeah
0: and do you sip coffee sitting there
1: exactly yes
0: (laughs) That's that's yeah. what I had pictured in my mind. I just wanted to build it to see if it was, the what yeah. was it would actually be.
1: I'll uh, I'll put some pictures on on my Instagram when I'm out there, so you guys can get the gist of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I because th- that's I grew up in the woods, um, and I was just there to visit my mom over the Fourth, and um, the morning of the Fourth, I was out on the back deck overlooking the woods with a cup of coffee, and I just didn't want to leave.
1: Isn't it the best the best ever? Like I just love that stuff so much. Like so quiet. You can just hear like all the birds, all the animals, like you can just hear your own like thoughts. Like it's it's perfect. It's so quiet. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. It is. Um doing what I do now, it would be really hard for me to be away from my cell phone. Yeah. But it's probably something I need to do at times.
1: I think I think everyone needs to at least experience it for like at least three days. Like even if you're someone that's like so busy and you like work like a lot like to put your phone away for three full days like that's hard like even when i go like we get service in very like sporadic places so i'm never like not on my phone for like two weeks i check it here and there but to not have it like constantly be be going off like it's a very like it's a weird feeling almost you're kind of like oh i should check and you're like oh well i can't so it's like it's kind of weird but you get used to it the first couple of days are definitely odd. Cause you feel like you need to be like keeping up. You need to like, cause your life is like on your phone, right? Like you feel like you need to be like checking things and then a couple of days go by and you're kind of like in the zone. You're like, I don't need that. It's refreshing.
0: Yeah. And as a, as, as you grow as a professional athlete, it is your way to, to help you make money to support mm-hmm. yourself um, with sponsors and and all of that stuff, it's kind of that necessary evil that you have to it work is. with to to be who you are.
1: Yeah, you're connected to everything through that. Because um, yeah, like especially like when I'm at home too, like my team's going to be out here. Like the only way that I'm going to be able to like talk to my coaches and talk to my training partners, so, like while I'm back home, is like through that. So it'll be an adjustment at first, but that's why I like to go away. Cause it's kind of like, okay, I'm going away. I probably won't talk to you much for this amount of time. So it's nice. It kind of like lets you like take whatever you need to do and like, kind of just like put it on hold. Um, so you can actually get the, the mental recharge and stuff like that.
0: So the plan is to go up to the lake for a couple of weeks. When does next season start?
1: Uh, next, like, I would say, like, I like to be back on a program, like everyone's a little bit different, depending on how much time they like to take off. Um, I like to start back on like a training plan a month after. So if the games ends on the eighth, I'd like to, like, go on my go on my phone and look at my programming and have something programmed in by September eighth. I like to give myself four weeks to do whatever I want, two weeks of nothing, two weeks of doing class or bodybuilding or going for a run if I want to, or not doing anything at all, like pretty yeah. wide open. Um, and then as soon as that month hits, that's when I like to start my, my off-season training, like for real, like what I need to start doing.
0: And are you, how long are you staying back in Canada?
1: So I'm in the process of getting my visa. So I can't come back yes without a visa so as long as that process goes smooth i would love to be back um between like september 5th and 10th i would love that give myself a month at home um so that's the plan that's the plan
0: okay and you just get a work visa every year
1: something like that
0: yeah yeah i don't understand that's any not of that my stuff.
1: area at all um but yeah something like that that lets me that lets me be in the States and work and, you know, live here and such. Um, so that's in the process. So as long as that goes smoothly and I'm sure it will, um, I'm hoping to spend about a month at home and then start my off season training back out here.
0: So who all is coming to the games with you?
1: Um, I got so from back home, my mom, my dad, my sister, And I think um, my coach from back home. So um, Justin, who coached me um, at my first games, he'll be there. Um, Potentially one of my closest girlfriends will be there too. And I think maybe four or five people from my gym back home. So that's who's coming with me um, from Winnipeg. So I think like I have a solid crew of like maybe 10 people, which is like pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool.
1: Cause last year I, it was, I didn't have like, like my parents couldn't come like COVID was super weird with Canada and the U S so it'll be really cool to have, um, like my fam be there. Yeah. They yeah. haven't seen me compete in person yet. So
0: it's, it's funny because even though you were a games athlete last year, it's almost like this is your rookie season again, because mm-hmm. you didn't get it. You didn't get all the cool stuff that came along with it.
1: Yeah. I I feel that way too. Yeah, it is cool. It's like, I get my rookie, rookie season again, but with experience.
0: Yeah. Best of both worlds. Uh, Mm -hmm. What about Deacon?
1: So (laughs) my mom was like, Sid, should we bring him? And I was like, no, because they're staying in like the hotel that I'm staying in. And I'm like, if I hear him bark, I'm losing my mind. So he's not coming. (laughs) <laughs> I'll see him when I get home. He can, he can wait like an extra week. Poor Deacon. I know. Tough love. Sorry, buddy.
0: Um, The other thing that's different this season is last year you started the season with broken ribs. I did. How has it been breathing this year compared to last?
1: Oh my gosh. It's been so much more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so last year before the open, I was still dealing with them like so i broke them like in 2020 but i was having this ongoing problem of them not healing um correctly or at all so every single time i would clean or put a barbell or front squat or even during quarterfinals i of last year i re like irritated them so breathing is just super annoying when your ribs are broken obviously um to say that they're perfect would be a lie. I still have them flare up every once in a while, but they are so much better than last year. So much better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't even imagine trying to do competitions with broken ribs.
1: Yeah. No, that wasn't a good time. Even last year in the, in the warm up area at the games, I like did something and it just didn't feel good. So the whole first day of the games, they were just irritated. And I was like, what the heck like this has been going on for so long um i know they're never going to be perfect as long as i'm doing this but to have them be in a place where like they're super like manageable and like there's not very much pain um we're doing good
0: well Sid, this has been a blast you are so much fun um i love your smile i love your laugh um, i'm so glad that we got to follow your journey through this year And hopefully we get to stay in touch and uh, keep following your journey as you rise up the ranks.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. And, uh, and good luck at the games. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Remember you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms